And welcome to this edition of the John and Leah Show. This is the program where we get together each week and we talk about the news of the past seven days as well as the news of our often bizarre lives and where we provide you with a three-hour oasis of honesty and rationality in the desert of insanity and deceit, which is the American media, cultural, and political landscape. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. Good evening to you, Leah Brandon. Well, good evening. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, we had a big uh, to get together at uh, the uh, house of my wife's parents today, and this was uh, done for a couple of reasons. One, my wife's sister has a birthday. My wife has a birthday coming up, uh, but also uh, my wife wanted to make uh, sure that we announced a, a very big development in our family, which I've alluded to before on this program. As you know, uh, Leah, since uh, at least. You know, you're here through most of the shows and you pretend to remember most of what happens on them. Although since it's past your bedtime, oftentimes you forget. Uh, but uh, for many months, I've discussed our quest to have a second child and how at, at one point this looked very, very dire. In fact, we were right. basically throwing the Hail Mary pass at the last ditch effort of, of the most extreme fertility scenario possible uh, and just as we were about to um, go for that last-ditch effort, the most expensive, most invasive uh, attempt to try to have a second child as my wife is nearing the end of her fertility, and I'm almost 50 damn years old. Uh, but thankfully, apparently, according to the doctors, I have magic sperm. So Super sperm. That gives us at least a shot at this. Anyway, long story short, as, I, as we have documented on this program, uh, my wife believed that she was... Uh, pregnant uh, a couple of months ago and uh, we were hoping that this would be a viable fetus and that this would be a situation where we can basically pull off a miracle here uh, after my wife was pretty darn close to giving up I mean not a hundred percent I mean obviously she was being jacked up on hormones so oh yes uh, one day you know it she's, is so emotional oh and I know you've been through this indirectly. Yep. Um, through your radio career, uh, yes. you, you told me about a situation where, where you um, try to help a, a couple have a, a child uh, through fertility uh, treatments. And it is. It's a roller coaster ride emotionally. And, and, and yes. of course, that's in, increased and enhanced with the fact that the, the woman is already in a precarious emotional situation. But literally, she's being jacked up on steroids or, oh, or sure. hormones. I mean, not necessarily steroids, but but it's it's basically emotions on steroids. And so anyway, long story short, you know, we've been waiting to, to determine, you know, when we were going to make this announcement. And um, so today uh, we decided to, in the middle of the lunch celebration, we had uh, my uh, my four-year-old daughter, Grace Ziegler, who we've had on the program a couple of times before. You may recall that um, she is very conflicted about this particular election when it comes to Donald Trump. Is Trump a bad guy or a good guy? And when it comes to Hillary Clinton, Grace says... She wants to steal all my stuff. So, so we decided to have Grace make a, a very big announcement during lunch today, and here's uh, what that sounded like. Grace Ziegler would like to make an announcement to everybody. Go ahead, Grace. Loud and clear. 
All right, so Grace Ziegler, I think with food still in her mouth, uh, says, uh, I'm going to have a baby sister, and everybody claps, and everything was wonderful. Now, how we got to that point, Leah Brandon, was not a straight line. because Because, as as you may recall, uh, a couple weeks ago, I uh, effectively let the cat out of the bag on this program. Yeah, and then I made you drag it out of the bag. Well, thank you for taking at least some of the blame. Not that that's going to help me I at did. all. Not, I wish, you know what? I wish you would have let my wife know that because, you know, this is a nationally syndicated radio program. We're on 24 different radio stations nationwide, but we're on Sunday nights. And you know, unlike most talk show hosts, I have almost no ego. I, I've had the crap beat out of me for so long in my career. I especially pres- on this show. Right. Especially by you, especially <laughs> in recent weeks. But so so I presume, as silly as it sounds, I presume that basically nobody is listening. No one's to us. listening. Right. Right. So I feel like, all right, you know, I, I owe it to the people that are listening to be completely transparent. I give my honest opinions. I, I tell it like it is regardless of whether it's going to make me look good, bad, or indifferent, whether that's my opinions on the presidential race or something that happens in my personal life. And so I felt compelled, like I had to tell the story of, hey, looks like uh, we made it here. We, we're we pregnant, and, and here's the situation. And, yes, you did drag it out of me more than I wanted to. But I, I, thought, I, I thought I was okay. I thought, I figured, okay, what are the chances it's that somebody not- close to Allison's family is going to get, you know, word of this and – you know, I, I'm figuring there's a pretty darn good chance I'll get away with this, even though we are in, in we're on the air in Los Angeles, our flagship station, KRLA, and you know a lot of her family lives in Los Angeles, but we live actually outside of the Los Angeles market. So I'm thinking there's a pretty good chance I'm going to get away with this. Nope. No, no, it did not happen that way. Uh, my my wife uh, found out that I had talked about this on the air, and to say it was unpleasant. Well, uh, I would rather have been attacked by a rabid wolverine uh, who was uh, biting on my scrotum. Uh, oh, God. That's how, that's how bad this was. It, it was really bad. Boy, that escalated quickly. Uh, it was horrendous. You should have just blamed it all on me because it really was my fault. You know, I mean, I, I wanted you to name the sex of the baby. Well, it never even occurred to me to blame you. And, and trust me, it would not have worked. It would not have worked. My wife was furious. And I kept telling her, there's no damage here. You're going you're gonna to be able to make your announcement in front of your family. Everyone's going to be surprised. Everybody on Facebook is going to be surprised. You know, it's all going to be wonderful. We, we just posted a, a picture of Grace with, uh, you know, a sign that says Big Sister in April 2017 on my Twitter and Facebook feed. Everybody loves it. So everything's wonderful. And I, but this is so normal of the way life works. You, you, people always, always overreact. Uh, and eventually, you know, the reality is, in most cases, there's very little damage. But the scars are still there because this was horrendous. I mean, I my, my, my wife and I get in fights, as you might imagine. I mean, heck, you know how you and I fight. It's nothing, oh, yeah. nothing compared to what happens with my wife and I. Uh, oh, my God. I couldn't handle it. I couldn't stay. You'd be divorced in a second. Well, we're I pr- couldn't handle it. The, the, the key to our marriage is we're basically stuck with each other. That's the beauty of our marriage. <laughs> and now, now that we have a second kid on the way, we're really stuck with each other. So. Well, that was that was one of the purposes. Right. So right. I'm very happy yeah. uh, that Grace gets a baby sister and everything's good. I'm very happy. And I'm happy as well. And I do 
believe that it's going to be fantastic for Grace. Since we told Grace a few days ago, she's been really tremendous, so excited. Uh, she has, you know, run all elements of the uh, the gamut here as far as her emotions, but mostly it's been positive. Uh, I, I think that the cutest, and I, I wasn't even planning on telling this story, but now I guess I have to. The cutest thing, and this almost don't happened- get in trouble. I'm not going to get in trouble. No, okay. uh, I can't get in any more trouble. You know, it's <laughs> it's kind of like what Winston Churchill said: the greatest exhilaration a man can experience is being shot without result. I've been shot so many times. It's like, oh, bring it on. There's, You're numb. There's, there's, I'm numb. Anyway, uh, incredibly long story short, which I probably shouldn't have even gone down this path, but it's too late now. One of the first things my daughter Grace thought of when she found out that my wife was going to have not just a baby, but a bi- another baby girl. Is that when I, uh, my, I when I, I every morning to school I walk Grace in her stroller to her preschool, which is in walking distance to our home, and uh, somehow, some way, I don't even know to kill time or whatever, we came up with this little thing where basically we made up a song, where okay. I where I refer to her as. Grace is my best girl. Grace is my only girl, right? And that's why Uh-oh. I love her so much, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Within moments of learning, she's going to have a, a little baby girl sister. She says, Daddy, are you still going to be able to tell me the song? Aww. Because she, because she's not going to be the only girl anymore. I yeah. thought, wow, isn't that amazing? There's going to be some issues. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with that one. Oh yeah. No, I'm I'm hoping that since she's almost five years older than than her sister, that uh, she'll at least be able to exert authority over the situation and feel you know a little bit more maternal than a, a direct rivalry. But maybe I'm kidding myself on yeah, that. Yeah, we can only uh, hope. Uh, okay. Um, now, so that's good news. Something else interesting happened, which directly relates to the big news of the week. Uh, during the last seven days at this family get-together. Was somebody uh, groped? Well, no, it was more <laughs> the reaction of Donald Trump uh, uh, by by two guys who are not even remotely Republicans that really floored me. So I got to share this when we come back on the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. And uh, I promised to get to the story of what happened today at a family event regarding uh, my stunned reaction to a couple of guys who are not real hardcore Republicans regarding Donald Trump and the whole groping issue. But I think it probably would work better if I told that story later, because otherwise we're going to get everything out of order. And oh, so, we can't have that. Because <laughs> normally this program God is, help us. Actually, you know what, Leah? Our, our program has had a, a very strict order the last several weeks. I don't know if you realize it or not. We start off friendly in the first hour. Yes. We, we almost kill each other in the second hour to the point where we're about to end the show, period, forever. Correct. And then Correct. we end up friends in the third hour. So that's, basi- that's right. That's basically the cycle of the program. That's how it goes. So I it's don't a roller coaster. Mess, I don't want to mess that up. So so we'll get to the story of what happened today, but I want to go back to last Sunday when we did our program immediately after the second debate. 
because I think we really both nailed what the situation was and where things were going from that moment. And to paraphrase, and you can certainly add or subtract from this, but basically uh, I said that the conservative media and certainly Trump were going to claim massive Trump victory. This was going to be orgasmic on the right because yeah. he, he hit her over the head with a whole bunch of uh, things that have been pent up emotionally for decades for Republicans to attack the Clintons with, specifically even the Clinton sex abuse accusers for Bill Clinton. Uh, <laughs> that he trotted in. <laughs> right. Uh, so I, I, I said that, but, but I also said that uh, I, I didn't think that was going to have any impact at all on the polls. And, no. uh, and I said that for all intents and purposes, Donald Trump is a political eunuch at this point who was not even trying to appeal to the whoever is left as an undecided voter, that this no, he effect- was just trying to secure his base. Right, exactly. <laughs> He's just trying to rise, you know, jazz everybody stop the bleeding. up and <laughs> stop the bleeding, jazz everybody up. I did say that bleeding would stop, which it appears to have stopped at least well. on, his, on his base. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I, and I, but also what we said, both of us said, was that on the downside of what would gin up his base was he was now throwing down the gauntlet to the news media and that this week the news media would go on a full-out yeah. attack on him. Oh, uh, yeah. We both said that. And, you know, it's 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 kind of funny slash interesting given the subject matter of, that occurred this week with all the groping allegations. But I a couple months ago, I had predicted, I, I, I don't know if you remember this, I had said, look, they are going to go full Paterno on Donald yes. Trump. Yep. I never realized they were going to go full Jerry Sandusky on, Jerry, <laughs> on Donald Trump. But that's effectively what happened this week. He became some sort of bizarre combination of Joe Paterno and Jerry Sandusky. They uh, set him up at the debate because the direct question was asked. So are you saying right. you've never done this? Exactly. I mean, and he, they made him answer that question. And then it was like, oh, he said it. No. Here we go. It was the most obvious setup ever. I mean, uh, yep. that could possibly happen. Anderson Cooper might as well have gotten a check. Maybe he did uh, right. from, from the Hillary Clinton campaign because he made sure. And it took him a couple of times, if you remember. It, yes. It, oh, yes. It, Trump tried to dodge it at first, which, of course, if you dodge that question, <laughs> have you ever acted on these things you talked about in the Billy Bush tape? If you dodge that, that might be the first indication something's wrong because yes. there's no need to dodge that, right? <laughs> you, there's no, you say, no, I've never done that. It was just locker room talk. Well, the reality is there's a good reason why. Uh, Trump realized that he couldn't say that or resisted saying it because clearly he knew that there was some stuff in his past. And we found out this week that there was stuff in his past. And so it's important to, to remember, this is really important to remember, folks, that Trump did this to himself. He did this to himself by claiming locker room talk, by bringing the Clinton accusers to the debate in the most high-profile way possible, and by denying ever acting in this way to Anderson Cooper in a nationally televised presidential debate. Those are the three things that both provoked the accusers to come forward and made them relevant. And it also explains, among many things, why now. We'll get more uh, information and analysis of all this, the crazy week that was, on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network, coming up next.
My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. And uh, for those who have never heard us before, just to make things clear, because I realize we're living in very confusing times and everything's a little bit upside down thanks to this insane presidential election. But I am a, a hardcore conservative libertarian who is ardently agnostic when it comes to which of these candidates is worse Uh, Leah strongly believes that Hillary Clinton is much worse and will be voting for Donald Trump, even though she did not support Donald Trump during the primaries. No, I voted for little Marco, which made me very proud of you. And that's who it should have been. And as a matter of fact, we learned from WikiLeaks this week. (laughs) Yes, we did. We learned that surprise, surprise. (laughs) Who did the Democrats fear the most? Little Marco and Low Energy Jeb. Yeah, isn't it amazing? Well, I don't know why they were fearing Jeb, but they were because def- they're idiots. Yeah, but they were definitely fearing Marco Rubio, and for good reason. Because if Marco Rubio was the candidate right now, he would be up by at least at least five or six points. And yeah, instead- they called him uh, the next Barack Obama. Right. Well, of course, that's not exactly a favorable description for most Republicans. But, uh, you know, at this point, we might take it uh, with the insanity that we're currently living with or left with. Thanks to this, uh, what I believe to be an unqualified fraud who's not a Republican, not a conservative and is all about himself in, in Donald Trump. But let's so that with that backdrop, obviously, the big story this week, at least to, to the news media, of course, a little well, groping going on. Right. Was the the we're now up to a, about eight or nine women who have come forward this week alone <laughs> uh, to say, oh, by the way, you know, when Donald Trump said that he uh, is amazed that he's allowed to grab a woman by her vagina and get away with it because he's a star. Yeah, that happened to me. And, you know, uh, when Donald Trump told Billy Bush back in 2005 that he just goes and kisses women, and he can't control it. Oh, yeah. By the way, that happened to me. Uh, and there were a couple other very uh, similar allegations that were made. Now, before I get to my analysis of this, which I think is is somewhat unique because of the fact that I've been so embroiled in the so-called Penn State scandal for the last four and a half years, where you know a lot of that is dealing with evaluating people who have come forward out of nowhere many years right. after allegations have been made and whether or not they're hey, credible. Hey, me too. Me too. What's that? What do you mean you too? <laughs> No, the women coming forward. Oh, me yes. too. Hey, me too. Okay. Me too. So I, 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 with a little bit of trepidation, but a lot of curiosity, I'm curious, Leo, what do you make of the credibility of the women that came forward this week against Donald Trump? Yeah. I, look, I, I'm immediately skeptical, um, but I don't know. It. I'm kind of torn because I was very skeptical about all the women with the Bill Cosby thing. Mm-hmm. Because it's, you know, sort of the same thing. It is 30 years later and blah, blah, blah. But that is really looking like, uh-oh, he really did this stuff. And so I'm kind of torn. Uh, you know, I think I think some of this may be publicity. Some of this may be um, just trying to take him down. Some of it may be real. I don't know. Well, let's talk about it. Because, I, I you know... I, I would like to see whether or not anything that I have to say about this 
in any way influences your opinion. I doubt that it will, but it might. Uh, because, again, I think I come at this from, a, from an interesting perspective because of that whole Penn State experience. Let me first of all say, and I said this immediately even before I knew anything about her story, I'm going to take the Gloria Allred accuser completely off the table. All right? Okay. The Gloria Allred accuser may be telling the truth. She might be. But she has no credibility in my mind, because Gloria Allred is her lawyer. Correct. And, and so there, and by the way, she's a former reality TV star who Correct. clearly is seeking attention and a also, media. And also she she not only asked for a job after this allegedly happened, but she wrote a email a couple months ago, April of this year. Uh, effectively asking Donald Trump to come to a restaurant or something like that. So that doesn't mean, that does not mean that she's lying. I'm just saying that that's it, that I'm taking that one off the table because to me, in a, in the, under the circumstances of October of a presidential election, uh-uh, that doesn't cut it. So to me, she is irrelevant. Uh, so take Gloria Allred's accuser, gone, and I despise Gloria Allred as it is, uh, <laughs> but for good reason. I mean, she's a publicity whore. I mean, oh yeah, for sure. So, That's all she does. Okay, so I'm taking Gloria Allred's accuser off the table. Now we're down to about eight. Um, here's why I found them to be exceedingly credible for a couple reasons. And again, this all deals with my experience in the Penn State situation, which I believe the news media. In fact, I know the news media created a complete myth in a rush to judgment, and everything you think you know about that so-called Penn State case is wrong. But there are a lot of similarities here in that once that whole story broke open, the floodgates opened, and all sorts of people came out of the woodwork to say that Jerry Sandusky had done something to them. Now, here are the differences between the Sandusky accusers, who I do not believe to be credible, and the Trump accusers. Number one. Every single one of the Trump accusers went on television in an interview in their own name immediately. That did not happen. That didn't happen with one, not one of the Sandusky accusers. In fact, the one only only one trial accuser ever even did an interview at all and wrote a book. The other the others are still anonymous publicly to this day, and they were all adults by the time that the the trial came along. So we're not talking about young little boys here that the media tried to to create the perception of. Number two, all of these women, unlike the Sandusky accusers, had either exact dates or approximate dates. They had exact locations, and they had precise details. None of that existed in the Penn State Sandusky case. Number three, all of these women told somebody contemporaneously or well before they came forward this week. uh, And in most cases, they told multiple people about what allegedly occurred with Donald Trump. Not one, not one of the accusers in the Sandusky case ever told anybody anything. In fact, they, when they, every single one of them, when they came forward with their first version of the story, they all Everybody said, was like, what? They all said nothing happened. Nothing. I'm not talking about their first story to their parent or guardian. I'm talking about first story to the authorities. They said nothing happened. And then they changed once cha-ching, the cha-ching uh, was, was uh, clearly evident. So then the other element of this is these women, many of them, 
show clear emotion. Now, the Gloria Allred accuser, who I've already taken off the table, showed way too much emotion. Uh, but a lot, they, they all showed emotion. None of the, we've never seen emotion from any. Not one Sandusky accuser that has ever done any kind of interview has ever shown any real emotion at all. Uh, and, and then there's another element to this, and that is the nature of the stories. None of them are clearly exaggerated. Like you would make a story exaggerated if your goal was to take someone down. Some of these stories are somewhat benign. Uh, you know, not that I'm approving of the behavior, but it's not as if someone came forward and all of a sudden said, yeah, and uh, he raped me or something like that. Right. Th- th- these are, they, they clearly, all the women hold very tightly to the modus operandi of the Donald Trump we heard both in the Billy Bush tape as well as in some of the Do- Howard Stern interviews where he, you know, for instance, brags about going into the to the dressing room of the beauty pageants that he used to own and basically, you know, being, you know, a dirty old man and, and creeping around. Uh, we heard some of that this week as well. So, so none of these stories appear to be exaggerated at all. And then finally, there's no apparent, unlike in the Sandusky case, there's no Reward. apparent financial incentive here. There's right. none. No, be- Except for maybe uh, payment to go on shows. But there's, wait a minute. Well, that hasn't happened yet. See, if, if, if I start seeing them on Dr. Phil, who pays for, for shows, for, right. for, pays for interviews, if right. I start seeing them on Dr. Phil, then I might change my mind. But to this point, none of, in fact, think about it, folks. If the goal was monetary gain, this is the easiest monetary gain ever. You don't go to the New York Times or the Washington Post or, or anybody else in the news media, you go to the Trump campaign. If that's what you want is money, because, because Trump's an alleged billionaire in the middle of a presidential campaign. He's going to pay you to shut the hell up. No, there's no evidence any of them even thought to do that. So the reality is, and there's also none, despite what Trump is cl- claiming, there's not one shred of evidence that any of these women has a direct connection or even an indirect connection. I think one of them paid for a a, a bumper sticker or something, five bucks to the to the Hillary campaign or maybe the foundation. But there's not there's not one indication that these are political plants. And then finally, you know, it's just a, a gut level, eye level. When I look at these women tell their stories, I go, that person's telling the truth. My BS detector did not go off even one time, partially because it's clear none of the stories have the marks of exaggeration. Now, does any of that make any sense to you, Leah? Um, I mean, yeah, I can see how you arrived at that conclusion. Um, I'm just going to have to say that, for me, there's a very good possibility that one or more of these women, I mean, as Donald Trump said, you can basically do what you want when you're a star. And I'm sorry, but that is the truth. Oh, I know it is. That's the truth. No, it absolutely is. some of these women... um, May have liked it at the time is what you're trying to say? Yes, and didn't get what they thought they were going to get. And Mm. now they feel used. And now is a perfect opportunity to take him down. 
I don't. I never sensed from any of these women, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm incredibly open-minded here. I think I saw or read all of their accounts. I didn't sense any like I'm gonna bring this bastard down type of talk again. Because if they wanted to do that, there would be exaggeration in the story. No, no. All I, they have to do is tell their story, yeah. and that is gonna bring them down. Well, I mean, even the one woman yeah. was saying if he'd stayed upstairs, everything would have been. Well, that was fine. weird. I acknowledge that was no, weird because she wanted it. Um, it's Donald Trump. Well, he wasn't really Donald Trump back then. I mean, he He's was been he, Donald Trump forever. Uh, he wasn't. He wasn't the Donald Trump that we certainly know of today. All right, well, there's another aspect of this that I haven't even gotten to yet, which, of course, is Donald Trump's reaction to these allegations, which, to me, may be the smoking gun of what really happened here. And just for the record, and I'm going to get to this, I think this is relevant for different reasons than people who presume, uh, or who might presume, I I would think it to be relevant. In other words, yes, I think this is bad behavior, and in some ways, it should be disqualifying. But I think it's worse on a different level than having to do with the direct groping, which I'll get to when we come back on the John and Leah show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. Evaluating the big news story of the week is the news media completely obsessed over, and somewhat understandably so, much to the chagrin of Trump fans. And Trump obsessed over it, too, which yeah, is... exactly. I mean... You, you, Good gosh! Well, that's that's exactly my point, Leah. Yes, the news media probably went overboard on the allegations of groping, but it's incredibly important to remember, and I'll point it out one more time. None of this happens, and this is part of what, what I referenced in the last segment. At the end of the last segment, I said, the groping bothers me. How he handled it, actually, I think is more disqualifying than the groping itself. So ridiculous. Uh, because, because here's what he did. I mean, and this, this is based on the fact that I believe that he knows himself to at least be partially guilty here. So if, you're, if you know you have this in your background— and this Billy Bush tape comes out, you, the first thing you should do is say, this is a different Donald Trump. I'm sorry. I apologize. That's right. I used exactly. to do this. I'm done with it. I'm a different man. Instead, out of ego and trying to protect the brand, I believe, of his businesses. See, I think that's what this is all about. I think he's terrified that, as Mark Cuban tweeted out when that Billy Bush came out, Bush tape came out, that he is toast from a business standpoint, once he loses because his brand is in the trash can now. So instead of admitting to it, he goes with this locker room talk bullcrap. He didn't need to do that. He also then didn't need to bring the Clinton accusers to the debate, which further opened him up to uh, attacks on hypocrisy. And then right. when Anderson Cooper asked him the question, have you ever acted like the way you described in the Billy Bush tape? He could have said, Unfortunately, yes, I have, instead of denying it. Because by denying it, that's what provoked the accusers to say, you know what? No. Uh, By the way, if you listen carefully, this is another reason why I think the accusers are credible, Leah. A couple of them, specifically the one from the Washington Post, the former model who says that he grabbed her out of the blue 
on you know, through the panties on the vagina. She didn't even want to come forward. It was friends of hers who she had told previously who saw the debate and said, "Wait a minute, you got to come out. You got to come out with this story because it contradicts what he just said. If Trump doesn't do any of that, I don't think he has this firestorm." And That's he, right. And he, so you, so we agree on that. That's good to know. He, and to sh- he needed to shut it down. Instead, he put gasoline on the fire. Oh my Out gosh. of ego, out of ego, and not wanting to admit he was wrong. And to me, the smoking gun that he is guilty here. There's two of them, and they come from Donald Trump. <laughs> One is the Billy Bush tape. We have him bragging about behavior that we have multiple. Women with no real major credibility issues other than the fact that they didn't come forward sooner. But other than that, which we're told by all the experts is to be understood, you have all these these multiple women saying exactly what he bragged about. And then his reaction to it, I think, effectively is a guilty plea. Here he <laughs> is talking about the People magazine writer who says that uh, Trump went after her while she was doing a profile on him uh, several years ago. By the way, Leah, we don't have time for all the clip, but it sure seems like Trump remembers an awful lot about the circumstances of that particular event. He, he, That's right. He knows everything about it, a little right. too much, frankly. But here he is with his ultimate argument for why it is that you should not believe the people reporter, not just that she didn't write about the episode in her ensuing profile, which I admit is relevant, but not so relevant might be the people magazine writers looks. Here's what Trump said about that. Take a look. You take a look, look at her, look at her words. You tell me what you think. I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. Now, on the Trump scale, on the Trump scale of responses, right? Where where does that where do you think that one goes? I I think that one's a These go to 11. Yeah, I think that one's an 11 out of 10. That's yep. as trumpy a response as you get. He's basically saying, Look, "She's so ugly." Yeah. There's she, no way. She is she is not attractive enough for a Donald Trump to bother grabbing the vagina of or putting his his tongue down her throat and trying to kiss, whatever uh, grope of the day uh, w- was being referenced there. Now, that was com- completely stupid, inappropriate, offensive, and I think, frankly, a guilty plea because inherent in that response is, you know, if she was better looking... I would have done it. I might have done it. <laughs> and by the way, it wasn't an idle comment because the very next day, on Friday... On Friday, my God, didn't anyone talk to him? <laughs> well, we're at the point now where he's not listening to anybody other than maybe Steve Steve Bannon, who who you know used to run Breitbart and is an insane person and probably loves this stuff. But here he is talking about another accuser and again going after her looks. Believe me, she would not be my first choice that I can tell you. Man, you don't know. That would not be my first choice. Oh that would not be my first first choice my first choice my first choice in other words again inherent in that is it not leah in a rational world is he not acknowledging you know what i might make that choice (laughs) but just not with her because i don't want you know if you're going to think i'm a groper the last thing i want is for you to think i'm a groper of anything less than a nine or a ten because i'm donald trump and that's worse it is worse for my brand for you to think I that might, I groped ugly women, right? That I groped a seven or an eight, then 
for you to believe that I'm a groper and lied about it at a presidential debate. Oh, my God. Right? It's just, this is like, a, it's like living a nightmare. Uh, and It's th- like, can someone, it's like he got Tourette's syndrome, and when he gets up there, he can't help but spit out the most inappropriate thing at the most inappropriate time. It, it's almost like he's trying to help her win. It's almost exactly <laughs> like that. For all the crazy conspiracy theories in this insane campaign, the most obvious one gets very little play. Not that I'm I know. Not that I'm suggesting that it's real, but for all of the rigged elections and George Soros and all that bull crap, what about that one? He yes. looks like he's trying to lose. More more on this in hour number two of the John and Leah show coming up next.